Hello, and welcome to The Word, bringing you the good news of Jesus Christ every day from the Redemptorist of the Baltimore province. I'm Father Carl Esker from the Basilica of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Brooklyn, New York. Today is the Saturday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. We begin with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. He was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them, along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, the disciples no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He told them, Elijah will indeed come and restore all things. Yet how is it written regarding the Son of Man that he must suffer greatly and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased as is written of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's readings speak of an earthly and a heavenly reality and the need to guard our tongues until we truly know what we are saying. In the Gospel, Mark recounts Peter, James, and John's experience of Jesus' transfiguration on the mountain. I try to imagine myself with them, and what it must have been like to see Jesus in his glory as the Son of God and speaking with Moses and Elijah. Previous to this, Jesus had been teaching them about the difficulties they would encounter as his disciples and that the kingdom of God would only come about through his suffering and death. The disciples did not understand then, and even now Peter can only babble about putting up some tents until the voice of God intervenes. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly the vision is over and they're walking down the mountain with Jesus. Jesus commands them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Now they're even more confused. Their belief in Jesus as the Messiah has been confirmed by seeing Jesus in glory and God's calling him his beloved Son. But they can't wrap their heads around Jesus' saying that he would rise from the dead. So they changed the subject. They recall that the scribes taught that the prophet Elijah would return to announce the coming of the Messiah. 
Jesus replies that the office of Elijah was fulfilled by John the Baptist, who was rejected by the authorities, suffered, and died, because that is also the fate of the Messiah. So it was written, and such is the will of God. By now, their excitement at seeing Jesus glorified had evaporated, and they were too confused to tell the others what they had seen. They needed to listen much more to Jesus and understand what kind of Messiah he was through the passion and resurrection before they could truly tell others about him. That ties in with our section of James's letter, where he tells his listeners that few should desire to be teachers because they will be judged more strictly on what they say and do. They must learn to bridle their tongue because it is wayward and dangerous. It can be used to bless and to curse, to instruct and to lead astray. And all too often, it's like a spark that sets a forest on fire. The solution is to listen more closely to Jesus and to cultivate his spirit of wisdom. Before one speaks, we must seek to understand our relationship to God, to one another, and to the world. We need the humility to admit that we're not the masters and allow Jesus to rid us of our earthly illusions as he had to do with Peter, James, and John so that we may see his glory shining through the moments of suffering. Then, when we can better reflect that glory in our own lives, we will be able to speak to one another the truth that consoles and unites. May God bless you.